You're listening to the Empower to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Dina T, and I'm so excited to take you on a journey through stories of everyday experts as we share the ways we've harnessed the power inside us to improve the quality of our lives and the health of our minds. We're so excited to have you here with us and hope you feel inspired and empowered to heal. Hello, you beautiful souls. I am sitting here all snuggled up in a blanket in the guest bedroom of my in-law's house. And I am in Flagstaff, Arizona, soaking in all of the glorious fall weather. I'm literally sitting right here in the bed, looking out the window, to beautiful pine trees. It's a cloudy day right now with thunder rolling in. So if you hear some thunder in the background, that's just, mm, that's the mood right now. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous, chilly day in Flagstaff and it feels like fall. (laughs) My heart is so dang happy about it. I, so we came up here, my husband, my son, and I came up here for my son's fall break. So he just started kindergarten in August, and I guess you start kindergarten in August, and then you have a fall break at the end of September, and his district, their fall break is two weeks long. So that's just, I was not prepared for that. Two-week fall break, two-week Christmas break, two-week spring break. Anywho, we are making the best of it and we left the heat and came up to Flagstaff and are enjoying the beautiful weather and he's getting to spend more time with his grandparents, which is just so much fun. And I wanted to pop on here because you guys, life has been a bit different lately, right? So I am working on adjusting to it. And I feel like if I'm tasked with making an adjustment, I'm good. But if I feel like forced into an adjustment that I'm not like quote unquote tasked with, but like it's happening to me, I struggle and I've had to really learn how to juggle my schedule with my son in kindergarten. His kindergarten is just four hours a day, four days a week. And with the commute, that means that I only have three hours a day, four days a week to get my work done. (laughs) And ideally, it would be amazing if my entire work schedule could just be 12 hours a week. That would be grand. But as a solo mompreneur, mom entrepreneur, um, there's, there's work to be done, my friends. And 12 hours a week is not enough. And three hours a day, it's like, it's like having to get yourself into the mode just in time to get yourself out of the mode to go pick up your kid. <laughs> so I'm struggling with it. I've, I've, I feel like I've been struggling with navigating my feelings of having to be working all of the time with my ability to just really be present with my son and I don't really feel like I've been doing the best job. So that's why this episode is coming out a couple weeks late for you and the one before that was a week late and that's just the gist of how it's been feeling lately. Um, But with all that said, I feel like it is perfect timing for us to bring season one to a close. You guys, Season one has been absolutely amazing and I feel like 
I feel like I have accomplished the goal I set out to do with this first season of the podcast. (laughs) So when I reflect over this first season's work, I really can't help but to feel proud as heck. (laughs) I'm going to censor my language for little ears in case little ears are listening. (laughs) You know, when, when I started this podcast, so it was last year, 2020, uh, for Black Friday, I purchased a course to learn how to podcast and it was Kelsey Murphy's podcast with soul course. And I joined her six-week program. I started creating my podcast, the artwork. Um, I partnered with my dear friend Kat and her brother John in creating the music for the podcast. And I started writing episodes and recording episodes. And I had a good bundle of episodes up and going for when I first pressed go to launch the podcast in, it was like February 1st. And since then, We have done 47 episodes. This episode right here is number 47. (laughs) I literally, I feel so proud. I took a leap of faith signing up for that podcast course. I had a desire that I wanted to showcase what healing really looks like in various forms outside of the behavioral health field. And I decided that a podcast was the first step to take in that direction. I had had this dream for a long time to showcase the creativity of healing and how different cultures heal and different ways that we can heal so that we can spread that insight and knowledge and stories to other people. I believe that storytelling is one of the most powerful ways that we can learn and that's oftentimes how generations pass down knowledge to one another. And so I felt storytelling and personal experiences and journeys that people can share around how they've healed in their lives is the most beautiful way to help empower people on their own healing journey. So that's where episode one kind of came from. And episode two is on the same direction, um, same goal, I should say, but I'm going to be excited expanding how we we get to that end goal. The podcast season one was step one. Um, Season two is going to be a surprise for you guys. That's going to be my step two to really working towards getting this, uh, getting the message out to the world that healing can be creative and unique and it doesn't have to fit into a box of a prescribed way that we heal. So, With all of that said, I have just got to recap a little bit the things that we've talked about on this episode because it has been an honor of a lifetime to have the ability to sit down, speak, and share stories of so many brilliant, beautiful souls that have been my guests on the podcast. We have talked about, I'm going to read you a list. We have talked about healing through depression, anxiety, 
child loss, pregnancy loss, postpartum season. We've talked about healing through eating disorders, body dysmorphia, healing through cancer, cancer and kidney failure, healing during the season of menopause, healing with bipolar disorder and disassociative identity disorder. We spent a whole month talking about healing through the journey of coming out as LGBTQIA, or we could just say queer, We've talked about healing as caregivers uh, for parents who have Alzheimer's, healing through loneliness, self-esteem struggles, domestic violence, basically the, the journey of living your most authentic life. We've talked about that healing journey. And y'all, what a freaking lineup. Like, holy smokes. I I feel so dang honored to have shared space with the guests I've had on this podcast and to share their experiences and what supported them in their own healing journey. And I feel honored for the thousands of times that you beautiful souls have t- tuned in to this podcast who have listened and supported those who have shared their story, listened and shared feedback around how this podcast has supported you in your own healing journey. I feel so dang honored. And I'm excited to bring you season two in 2022, where we're switching things up a bit. And I'm excited to share with you as that time gets closer, what you can expect from the healing journey and empower to heal when season two comes up i'm going to continue to challenge myself in growing in the field of healing and in the field of journalism and in the realm of just coaching other people on their healing journey because in addition to this podcast i am an empowerment coach in the motherhood journey i specify in working in the postpartum season and working around trauma and relationships and and child behavioral needs and mental health diagnoses. And so I've, I just have so many cool things in the works and that I have launched to, um, to provide coaching in that community. And so I'm going to be continuing to do that as well. And I thought it would be a beautiful way to end this season by sharing a little bit more about my own healing journey and a way that I've recently feel like my healing has expanded. If you follow me on Instagram uh, at Empower to Heal, you likely already know that I did a big thing the other week. (laughs) Ever since having my son, I had not spent a night away from him with the exception of when I donated my kidney which I don't really think counts because I was like drugged up and out of it the entire time. (laughs) So it wasn't like a consciously away from my baby experience. But um, a couple of weeks ago, I got on an airplane for my first time since 2015. And I flew with my sister and my parents to Oklahoma City where we then stayed for four nights, (laughs) four nights away from my sweet baby boy and my husband. And as an anxious person, thank you motherhood, um, this was a huge deal. I was terrified 
to leave my son and be away from him and my husband for that long. I was terrified to travel on a plane when I had a baby back at home. I say baby, my baby is five. He will always be my baby. Um, I, I I felt terrified to be in public places with groups of people amidst, um, in the middle of, of, of a pandemic, right? And I mean, you guys, it was a lot of emotions to navigate. It was a lot of fear to navigate. And I wanted to come on here and share with you what I learned about my experience being away from my baby and experiencing life a little bit different because this trip to Oklahoma City became a huge reminder to me of what I personally need from time to time to continue my own healing journey. So for those of you who haven't listened to my first few episodes of the podcast, let me share a quick tidbit about myself and why healing has been so important to me. I have spent a decade working as a social worker in the public mental health field, and I was dedicated to providing services, developing programs, and basically leading teams to support our community of of youth in Arizona in healing. And I started doing that in 2011, and then in 2015, Um, I got pregnant and my husband and I were shocked because I was told for about seven years, the two of us were told for seven years prior to getting pregnant that we would not be able to conceive and birth our own child. We were told that, and then we got pregnant, um, in 2015 and we were, we were told that our pregnancy was likely not viable, um, viable means it wasn't going to work out. It was likely going to become a miscarriage. Um, and they said that because, uh, because I was bleeding a lot and because, um, my son was stuck in the fallopian tubes and they were going to declare it a tubal pregnancy. Um, but God blessed us with a miracle. Um, first miracle, getting pregnant. <laughs> Second miracle, um, the, our son became a viable pregnancy. Um, he moved out of our fallopian tubes and it became safe. And we continued on with a healthy baby. Our son was born in 2016. And I had him naturally. Um, and it was a... It, I. I loved my birthing experience. It was hard, but it was beautiful. Um, But I tore pretty badly and I had some intensive stitches that had to heal. And when my son was four days old, um, we learned that he was not transferring any milk from breastfeeding. And the two of us were quite a wreck, actually. So we were a wreck. Um... He was starving and hungry and dehydrated and I was bloody and a mess and overwhelmed and exhausted and in so much pain. And that is how my motherhood journey started. It started with denial that I was pregnant, um, belief that I was going to have a miscarriage. I think just denial throughout my pregnancy, honestly, um, worrying that something was going to happen and then stepping into motherhood um, and my baby being near death, starving and dehydrated. Um, And that triggered me (laughs) to have a super intense postpartum season. 
I battled with postpartum anxiety and obsessive, compulsive, intrusive thoughts uh, and images of my baby dying over and over again, hundreds of times a day. Um, And when it was time for me to return to work after my, my 12 weeks of leave were up, I threw myself back into work with glee. Like I was so excited to do things that felt like me. I um, had so much pride in the work that I did and I was so happy to do the work that I did and I felt good to be connected to something that was familiar and a part of my identity outside of just being mom now or nursing nonstop or pumping nonstop. Something that I was good at, something that felt like natural for me because motherhood wasn't feeling so natural. Um, Well, let's fast forward a little bit. Four plus years of that type of lifestyle as a mom, it, it left quite a mark on me. I started... I started my healing journey as a mother when I recognized what gave me relief during my postpartum season, and I have been actively engaging in my own healing journey ever since then. I've, I've... I don't know all the right words, but through my spiritual journey, through coaching sessions, through journaling work, through energy-based work, um, counseling and therapy services, uh, moving my body, just becoming reconnected to my body and understanding what I need, um, I found ways to heal. And I've, I've learned that healing is a lifelong commitment. But the majority of my healing during this time span has been what I would probably classify as introspective and embodiment based. So all the things that I shared with you are kind of what I did to heal. Um, And before the pandemic, I worked a lot. And during the pandemic, I worked a lot and I stayed home. And that kind of combination ever since having my son really didn't promote or create or lead, lend itself to... Um, having a lot of new experiences to support me in healing as well. And this experience I just had with my family traveling to Oklahoma City, y'all, it was powerful in my own healing journey. And I want to share with you how important new experiences and family connections are. Maybe not even, I shouldn't even just say family connections. I'm just going to say relationship connections and new experiences are in our healing journey, right? It doesn't always have to be introspective. It doesn't always have to be in our head or thinking or like goal oriented or trying to understand what our body's communicating to us and respecting it. All those things are good things. In addition to that, we need to experience new things. We need to experience adrenaline releases that are are not anxiety based, right? We need to do things that just have us rolling on the floor laughing and living. Uh, and that that's healing, you guys. That is healing. So I want to share with you a little bit about my journey to Oklahoma City and the things about that trip that I feel like contributed to healing. And I'm going to start by the category, like talking about the category of relationships, because I think the two main things that um, made a difference to me were the connection to relationships and the experiences I had. So starting with relationships, I got to be with my sister. Um, This was the 
first time since pre-pandemic that me and my sister had been around each other. I got to hug her. I got to sit next to her. I got to share space with her. I got to sleep in the same place as her and um, giggle about all things life-related with her. And my sister is somebody who... Um, we live very different lifestyles, right? And we have very different like belief systems, but at our cores, at our core, we, we are, we'll never be, we'll never be separated by anything in the universe, right? Like we love each other and that's what matters. And growing up, my sister was a safe person to me. I had moments where she was also the meanest person ever to me and I was the biggest pain in her butt because she's my big sister and I'm her little sister and that's just life. But I also had moments with her where she was my saving grace and she would be the person I would go to when I was homesick spending summers away from our family. And she was, she was the person I went to when I needed someone to hold my hand and do something scary. And she was the, my cheerleader and the person that would say like, suck it up, we're going and jump with me. Right. And so being with her, it just felt good and it felt right. And I needed it. I needed to be with her after so long. And we hadn't had time like that with each other in ages. Like it's, she, she has kids. I have a child. Um, she's had kids ever since I was in college and I lived in different cities from her. And so this was like a blast from the past. It felt like we were in high school again, (laughs) having this uninterrupted, just sister time together. It was absolutely amazing. And then like sprinkle on the the ice cream toppings here. I got to see my family I hadn't seen in ages. The pandemic really separated us because we live in different states and my grandparents are older and at risk during COVID. And so we got to see my grandma and grandpa and sleep in the same house as them and have those moments of helping grandma with her hair and giggling at, at grandpa and just being silly with him and just existing in the same space together, which felt so good. And I got to see my Uncle Barry, who I hadn't seen in, I don't know, probably since 2015 as well. And he was laughing and smiling and he was so happy. His daughter was getting married. I got to see my cousins and I got to see my Aunt Darla, who she usually comes into town and spends like uninterrupted days on end with us, just loving on us and existing and living with us. Like, I don't know. I love her so much. She, she, she intentionally makes time and goes out of her way to spend time with us and with our kids. And it felt so good to be with them. And so I think my, my, what I'm, what I'm, trying to convey here is the power of relationships and just being without agenda just being allowing ourselves to enjoy the people around us and intentionally setting aside time creating time manufacturing moments that we can be with people and just exist with them in the space that we have because our souls need that we are We are humans who are social beings. We need that. In addition to relationships, I got to tell you guys about the experiences that made such a difference for me. So 
First of all, being in a new town, someplace I've never been, that's exciting. Oklahoma City had really beautiful parts to it. Seeing countryside and grass growing naturally. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Grass does not grow naturally. Um, <laughs> seeing, seeing just like farmland and um, new cultures was really, really beautiful. We were, we did the touristy things there, which I think was a fun experience, um, getting to learn about the history of, uh, of Oklahoma City, going to the Oklahoma City bombing memorial, shedding tears, praying, um, having moments of silence there. That was really, really healing, um, being able to take a boat tour and then y'all, my absolute favorite thing that we did, we went white water rafting okay so if you're, you're you're listening to this you're like Oklahoma City you went what yeah so Oklahoma City has this huge lake called Lake Hefner I think I'm saying that right it's ginormous like it looks like a sea um it's just so big and they have the this canal system leading up to it and there's this like recreational site where they do like the Olympic sports trainings for water sports and they have a whitewater rafting course and paddle boarding and kayaking and like surfing and skiing and just all of these things that are just so stinking cool um tubing and so my aunt Darla she's like let's go shopping for your girl like me and my sister for your birthdays um and my sister and I were like let's go do an experience together instead and so she took us there we convinced her the morning of we had like brunch with um our family so brunch following the wedding and then we're like let's go and we ran to Walmart and got towels and uh, my sister like got shorts and I got a shirt I just went in jeans shorts and a shirt and we went whitewater rafting (laughs) and it was amazing it was so crazy and it was so hard and my adrenaline was like spiked so high I couldn't stop laughing my body was getting a full workout it was a whole new experience and it was amazing like makes me want to go whitewater rafting down the Colorado River now it makes me want to like live that life and do that regularly because it was so much fun and then we went tubing down a similar course as the whitewater rafting course and we just like got in a huge tube the three of us did and just went down it I don't know how many times and then we went paddle boarding and it was just a day full of bliss doing things I had never done before being connected to mother nature being connected to things that fill me with adrenaline and excitement, laughing, giggling, making memories. And I felt so alive. I didn't feel my anxiety. I didn't feel my worry and overwhelm. I didn't feel my stress. All I felt was fun and living, like living my life. And I had not felt that. You guys, I literally have not felt that since becoming a mom. I haven't taken space from my son to go do something like that. And I'm constantly worried about his safety. And it, I don't know, it was so healing and eye-opening for me to engage in experiences that were 
brand new to me, experiences that sparked different emotions in me, experiences that released different hormones in my brain and different associations to those hormones in my brain, and experiences that created memories that will last a lifetime. So I share this with you because these are two things that we can't forget to implement in our own healing journey. These are two things, relationships and connections being number one and new experiences being number two. These are two things that are vital for us to heal, for us to feel alive, for us to feel nourished. And a lot of the work is introspective, but we'll never We'll never make it all the way. We'll never feel completely whole if we don't create the new experiences with the people we love to redefine how we live and exist and then continue to create those experiences. So that's my challenge to myself. Now I've got to continue creating these types of experiences, leveling up and having this joy together with my family and with people I love and care about that I might not get to see often. And that's my challenge to you too, if you're listening to this. Go do something fun. Go do something that brings you joy and makes you laugh and stops your worrying for a minute, right? Go do something that doesn't have an identity connected to it that relates to anything that you felt pressure around in your past. Just go do it. Go do it and experience how that feels for you. I hope you guys have enjoyed season one as much as I have. This was a long season, 47 episodes, y'all. Like, what? (laughs) I hope you have enjoyed it. I feel so blessed and honored to have shared space with all of you. And I hope that you continue to share these episodes and leave me feedback. It is my whole reason for doing this is to impact my listeners' lives, my audience's lives. If you're listening to this, tell me if this is hitting home for you. Leave me a comment or a review um, on, on Apple Podcasts. Send me a message. Let me know. This is my jam. Finding and hearing like the the ways that this is impacting people's lives. And it also helps me create more information that matches what you guys are needing. And in season two, I'm going to be, y'all, I'm going to be leveling myself up. I'm going to be doing new things, having new experiences, going for it full force. And I'm putting into action what I just shared with you today right now, like relationships and new experiences. That's going to be a part of this next season in a really big, cool way. So stay tuned for a updates and information, um, head on over to my Instagram, empower to heal. That's empower the number two heal in order to follow me and, and learn updates about season two and just to, to learn what I'm up to and kind of the information I'm sharing with y'all. Also head on over to my website, oneworldempowered.com, O-N-E worldempowered.com. And subscribe for my email list if you guys want to stay up to date on all things healing. 
Alrighty, my dears, thank you so, so much for tuning in today and every day and cheers to ending a beautiful first season. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered in your own healing journey. I know that many of you listening might be reflecting on your own stories that you may feel called to share. If so, please reach out to me at dinat at empowertoheal.com. That's D-E-N-A-T at empower, the number two, heal.com. Or drop me a message through my Instagram handle at empower, the number two, heal. I would love to connect with you and learn about your journeys so that we can hopefully continue to spread these powerful life lessons on empowering ourselves to heal. My contacts will also be linked in the show notes below so that you can easily find me. We are so eager to start a movement in showcasing the many ways we can heal. And you can be part of this movement too by capturing images and tagging them hashtag empower the number two heal on Instagram. We look forward to seeing all the ways that you are empowered to heal. I love you beautiful souls and thank you so, so much. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and review. 